0: Welcome to the Nativist Podcast. We tap into our instinct and natural power to live intuitively. The ultimate goal is to leave the world healthier and more beautiful than we found it. It all starts on the individual level, cultivating our mind body connection. Whether you're on a healing journey or just want to look and feel your best, I hope by the end you feel a little happier, a little more inspired. Be a little more invested in yourself and the world. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nativist Podcast. And today's guest is one of my soul sisters. I am so blessed that I connected with her. I am thrilled that she's here. You guys will fall in love with her like I have for sure. You just wait. I have Brie Ann Sloan. Brie, what's up? Hey, how's it going? So I'm going to let her give you a little bit of her background, and she'll probably be humble, so I'll probably have to fill in (laughs) some spaces. But tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, So I'm Brie. I am from South Jersey, where I grew up. Um, I recently moved to Idaho three years ago. I started my photography business, and uh, in 2018, I started the Women's Networking Group, so that's a little bit about me.
0: See, I told you she's humble. Like, she'll just end it there. So the Women's
1: Networking Group is major,
0: and she was just recognized for it. So tell us about the Women's Networking Group, what inspired you to launch it, what led to that, sure. and how you've managed it.
1: Okay. Um, so when I was in high school, my mom took me to... networking meeting and i had to put on a suit and we went to this really fancy restaurant and i handed out her cards and i had to basically pitch her business and i just fell in love with networking um so yeah i got the idea when i moved here because i felt like it was very hard to make connections and make friends so i decided to do something about it and that was two years ago and we're still going so Good for you. So when you did start it, how
0: was that process? Was it easy? Was it hard? Was it both?
1: Um, it's still pretty difficult, but <laughs> and we're only two years old, so it, it is hard. Um, but everything started on social media, which makes it so easy to get it kick-started. So we started it on a, on a group and it was initially just in an event. What has been the most rewarding thing about you starting it and continuing it? Okay. Uh, so the most rewarding thing, I think, has been women coming back to me and saying, hey, I found a job through the oh networking Oh, my gosh. Future. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Oh. Or uh, I've always been so nervous to speak in public, and I was able to do it with the networking group. Wow. Yeah. So it's been rewarding. big things. Sure.
0: Super big things. Yeah. And
1: Yeah. That's got to feel so good. Yeah. And I mean, you've had
0: your bumps and your roadblocks and still you power through. Yeah. Has there ever been a moment where you're like, "Ooh, I don't know if I want to continue with this? Oh,
1: absolutely. Um, so how do you work through those? So I've I've definitely been burned a couple times. Uh, and I think it's just you got to keep pushing. Uh, so many times I've wanted to give up, but you just got to keep pushing and thinking about the people that are... Uh, the people who are benefiting from it and that is what keeps me going. So
0: cool. So glad that you did it. So you were just recognized for it. So tell us about that ceremony.
1: Yeah, so it was the Idaho Women of Influence event and so cool. it was really cool. There were first of all, I was super surprised by it because there were like 300 people there Whoa. when I showed up and I was Whoa. really blown away by that and I was not expecting it to be that large. Um and it was really cool because there were women of all ages so there were women who were in their 20s all the way up to their 70s and it was really really cool yeah and the uh the women who were the honorees so the women who won were mainly over 50 years old and they had been doing their mission for a long time so it was really cool to see uh, what I could possibly be like in yeah, yeah in yeah. 30 years or something like that. So it was really cool to uh get that kind of vision of what life could look like if I continued on this path. Yeah, for sure. So
0: in addition to the women's networking group, you're also a creative. so mm-hmm. you do
1: photography, you're a mm-hmm. photographer
0: yes and you minored in painting right in college yes. yeah and so and her house is beautiful, her decor that was one of the things that. I noticed first about her when I saw her on social was I was like oh my gosh we are aesthetic (laughs) vibers like I love her style. So have you always been creative? Has that just always been something that you've had going on in your life?
1: Yeah yeah I've always been super creative. I've always been doodling, always painting, uh, always thinking up new ideas. Uh, When I was in preschool I used to be obsessed over drawing houses and oh cool yeah Yeah. so um it's always been ingrained in me and also my grandmother is an artist so I've always looked up to her as well Uh, and we share a love for Gustav Klimt yes love him
0: and we have the same painting in our house right Do you see that painting Mm -hmm. cool yes told you and my wedding was
1: the palette was based off Gustav Klimt no. Yeah, yeah. Okay, tell me about your wedding. I really want to know about oh, what your wedding looked like. It was the best day of my life. It was such an amazing <laughs> I day. love hearing that. I it love was, hearing that. Seriously, there was not anything that I would do differently. Um and you know, everything was just perfect. And we, we went all out, but it was, everything was perfect. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Oh. So
0: do you feel like you were able to soak it up in the moment?
1: Yes, I do. Oh, good. Yeah, I do. That's we, rare. We uh, choreographed a dance and oh. yeah, it was really cute watching That's my awesome. husband to learn yeah. how to dance. <laughs> uh, was he jazzed at first for that or was he like i'm gonna do it because i love you he gets very nervous <laughs> yeah he, ner- like his his dancing is my public speaking so <laughs> he gets very nervous and you're so good at it you
0: guys <laughs> she's so good at it okay so speaking of um well circling back to what we were talking about girl power, women's networking group. One thing that you and I have talked extensively about is women supporting women and Mm -hmm. how important that is. Uh Like there was this guy that I met and just here's just a random backstory and he had a friend and initially like we thought that the friend didn't like us and sometimes you run into that. Girls get a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, come to find out, she um, was like, no, I I think that they're cute girls, um, nothing but love for them, good vibes all around. And so I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. And so then um, I reached out to him and I'm like, you need to tell her that I feel the same way. <laughs> and Brianna and I were laughing because he's like, what's the big deal? Why is like, it yeah, so, yeah, I don't understand Like, why this is a thing. Why is this important? I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, This is important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need to know, like... Girl code, girl support yes. girls, with It doesn't matter if women. I never see her again. She needs to know I like her. Yes, yes, she does. <laughs> and yeah. I don't even care if she doesn't even care. Yeah. You deliver that message. Yes. I need her to know this. <laughs> I'm with you on that one, for sure. Yes. Yeah. And so tell me about your experience. And this isn't to throw shade on any certain area, but... Yeah. It's always fascinating to me because I notice this certain areas that I visit around the country and world energies that you get from women. And there seem to be trends yeah. that you notice. Sure. Like just went to Nashville, just good vibes all around. Yeah. Women were so kind and friendly and supportive and they smile at you when you smile at yeah. them and they compliment you like genuine compliments. So that really struck me. Um, there are certain areas around here where I've noticed you smile at women and you don't get a smile back (laughs) and there's like an instant wall and which is too bad. So sure. what have you noticed moving care from the East as far as like energy that you get from other women?
1: Yeah. So that was one of the reasons why I started the networking group was because I saw a huge divide between women here. Yes. And it's really difficult to dislike something up close. Yes. So I started the women's networking group for that reason to get up close with other women and let them get up close with other women and learn about each other. Yes. Uh, As far as women supporting women, I think it really starts with action. So words like, you know, you're my tribe and, you know, girl power and boss babe. Those are great words, but you have to follow it up with action. Yes. You have to have something that you're doing in your community or it doesn't matter. It could be super, super small, but you have to be doing something to support other women if that's truly your uh, passion and your mission. And yes, absolutely. And even if it
0: isn't, I think there's like a borderline respect and love that we need sh- to show each other. Sure. And I think that that's missing and lacking in a lot of interactions. Yeah. That you see. And there's just a comparison culture that you notice. Yeah. Um, with social media, I think social media is beneficial and fantastic in so many ways but it does also generate and breed shame, comparison, feelings of lack Um, and so I think that that's such a beautiful thing that you're doing to address that and especially in this area, yeah, which I think is very sorely needed so that's fantastic I love that you've done that and you have made some major tracks with this movement that you have started which is so impressive, thanks this transplant coming to Pocatello and doing such big things which is so awesome and there's a ripple effect too right Mm -hmm. and you don't always see like the full extent of that ripple effect until later but yeah big things are happening because of you and that's so awesome so no and thank you and i'm so glad that we have connected like we have we how long have you been here
1: uh march
0: 2016 oh my gosh so Yeah, it's been three and a half years, yeah. over three and a half years, and we just barely started hanging out. And then we're like, why have we not been hanging out no. this whole time? <laughs> well, and you'd gone on a photography retreat with my sister that she hosted. Yeah. And I was working, I was traveling for work, so I didn't get to go. Yeah. And my sister apparently told you the whole time.
1: She was the like, whole You and my sister time. need
0: to connect. Yeah,
1: the entire time. <laughs> and
0: then we did, I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh. Totally. Right. We should have
1: connected a year totally, ago. Totally. Yes.
0: <laughs> So, um, and we are definitely, <laughs> we have, we like to talk depth, like yes. I love our conversations because nothing is ever shallow, nothing is ever shallow. And I remember the last, our last conversation, we just sat there talking for hours and it was yeah. just so effortless. And yeah. I think that that's so important for not only for women to have, I think for everybody to have. And yeah. I know I've posted on this in the past. I think it's so important for people to have somebody with whom they can connect and talk yeah. and not feel judged. I never feel judged with you. I feel like all things are on the table. Like I can always hit you with anything yeah. and you won't look at me like, who the hell are you? But the thing about you is you also will tell it like it is too. Like you say it with love, but you also, <laughs> I know that if I were to ever like ask you a question, I would get your real answer.
1: Yeah, there's a rawness
0: with you that's and that's
1: true so important I think definitely not the first time I've heard that <laughs>
0: <laughs> but don't you don't you appreciate
1: that because I think that's I do really, like
0: the sign of like a good um somebody who truly cares about others
1: well I don't like being fluffy and yeah. I don't like making it up like yeah. I want to be truthful yes. and I also want uh others to be truthful so yes. I try to be what others should be. I guess yes, yes. And you
0: can understand like why people avoid confrontation or are afraid to like have those hard conversations or speak the truth. I get that. I understand that. But I am so appreciative for people like you who are just like, listen. I love you, so I will tell you the truth. You're acting a fool, and I'm gonna tell you.
1: So I, I don't that. think you've ever acted a fool, so you're <laughs> fine. Well, thank you. You just wait. We just hanging out.
0: Um. So let's talk about let's talk about that Um, open mindedness. I think that that's something that's very important to both of us Mm -hmm. is being able to entertain different thoughts, being able to accommodate different ways of thinking, different lifestyles. Um, We both love to travel and you have a little one now, and mm-hmm. I think that that's something that you have expressed. You have wanted to. Every teach her. time someone
1: says that, I'm like, I do. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm such a mom. A wow. Yeah. Oh, it's Gina really doll. Thank you and thank you. So, how has
0: that journey been? Being a mom, how was that? Um, uh, well Adjustment, I guess.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know what? The adjustment wasn't that bad. It was uh, the pregnancy and the birth that was really rough, and. Having her has been awesome. Like, she has just been amazing. It was just the healing process oh, of all of that yeah. that was really hard. Yeah. Uh, but I've been told several times that I have a different aura about really? me. Really? Yeah. I totally,
0: I totally believe it.
1: Yeah. I've been told that I have a different aura and that I seem uh, more calm, which is very interesting to awesome. me and i guess i am i feel like i do have some purpose like my purpose is to raise a, a good person yes and to raise a happy well-adjusted little girl yes. so yes. it's been uh amazing and beautiful and hard but i guess that's being a mom <laughs> Yes.
0: Yeah. so what and i'm sure this is hard to identify just like right now but
1: mm-hmm. what
0: has been your biggest challenge with being a mom would you say or top two
1: uh, I guess my biggest challenge so far has been freedom and probably my anxiety. So I have to definitely check my anxiety. Oh, my
0: gosh. I uh, can't even imagine. Yes. Yeah,
1: so yeah. I definitely have to be wary and uh, careful of that. Uh, I guess that would be the hardest part, my anxiety, not letting myself spiral. and Yes. You know. So she's had some medical things, but they're very minor and – Non life threatening and good, good, she's fine. Um, but it's it's hard. It's oh my god, I
0: can't even imagine it's an
1: extension of oh. your whole heart, so it's hard. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and we've talked about that before too. Just
0: I have so much respect for parents because I know I'm gonna be. A helicopter yeah. and spinning
1: out over the
0: smallest
1: I speeds. really thought I was going to be such a chill mom. Oh. I am not a chill mom. <laughs> it's true. I'm not chill. But how
0: lucky is that little girl to have so much love coming at her? I hope you know, so. She's so, so loved.
1: And she really
0: is. what are some other things that you really want to teach her? What are some things that are very important for you to really emphasize with her?
1: Um... I guess loving her body.
0: Yes. So that's exactly where I wanted to go next. That's a perfect segue. Yeah.
1: So when I was little, I really struggled with my body at a young age. So I really want to teach her, you know, your body is capable of doing amazing things like skiing, running, whatever she wants to do. I want to introduce her to all kinds of sports and activities and stuff like that. So she's aware of what her body is capable of before She's aware of what she should look like. Yes. that makes sense.
0: Ooh, I love that. Yeah. I love that focus. And you just hope that you can maintain that focus through the years. Yeah. And I think it gets increasingly harder, especially when you get blasted with society's bullshit. And, I mean, it just is what it is. But I think circling back to that focus of what your body can do rather than what it looks like. Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, it's hard because there's so much outside influence. And I talked yes. to a friend here in town who uh, Catherine she opened me uh, she opened the door up to uh, body neutrality. Yes, and that tell us about this. Yeah, so she kind of explained to me what it is, and I've been on that uh, I guess on that ride since she. Yeah. Since she brought it up. So it's basically um, focusing on what your body is capable of rather than what it looks like. Yes. And in a society where we're blasted with what other people look like constantly, it's really hard not to compare yourself and not to compare your body. For sure. So my way of combating that and kind of the medicinal way of combating, um, you know, being unhappy with my body and wanting to lose weight and that whole thing is... uh, Uh, it's, it's working out and becoming strong and focusing on what my body's capable of. So walking, even just getting up. Yes. Getting up in the morning. Totally. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that your body's capable of that we just don't even think about. Um, and it's, it's nice to, to kind of, uh, transfer that energy of what could be, I hate my body to, I am okay with my body because it can walk and it can run and it breathes and it creates a child. Yes. So it's really cool uh, to kind of transition your mindset to that. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I love just shifting that focus and not worrying about how much space you take up and what you look like. And I just think how much time i personally have wasted and i think a lot of women the world over have wasted obsessing over what they look like yeah and how much you've missed out on how many life experiences how much joy like true contentment and happiness Mm -hmm. because you're so spun out over what you look like in any given moment um what you look like compared to others what you look like compared to yourself in the past and it's Such a shame. It's so sad. So sad because, like you said, our bodies do so much. And so I think it can be a lifetime journey. I definitely think it's achievable, especially with body neutrality. I think that that's a lot more accessible. Then I love every part of my body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that
1: seems a little daunting. Yeah. And it's hard. Hard. I there is no way it's a wild ride. Yeah. There's no way that I'd be able to say, like, oh, I love my body. Like that's not something that I'm capable of doing right now. But I'm capable of saying I love what it's like what it can do. Yes. I love what my legs can do. I love what my arms can do. I love how much I can run or lift or ski or whatever, you know? Yes. And even if you don't do all those sports-like things, you can walk.
0: You can walk and your body is keeping you alive. Do you know what a task that is? Sure. What an undertaking that is? Yeah. Incredible. If you really dig down into it, it really is. And yeah, I just think of all the things that my body is taken all the abuse that I've thrown at it, and it still lives and kicks, and it's still
1: going. Yeah. Yeah. I think about my college years, and I'm amazing. I'm so sorry, body. (laughs) I'm I'm just really sorry sorry for everything that I've done. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I think that that's just so important to instill. And I think that That's an example that we set for the younger generations, too, especially if you're a parent. How you relate to your body, how you treat your body. Mm -hmm. They model that. They model your actions, your words. They internalize that. They absorb everything that you're saying, whether or not you realize it or not. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important that you're not... Hopefully, you're not critical of your body especially over of your body. But if you are, you're on your journey and you keep doing you and keep moving forward. But um, I think it's important to be aware of how you respond to your body and how you um, treat it and how you talk about it mm-hmm. in front of, like, your daughters or mm-hmm. even your sons, too. Yeah. And I think that that's so important and not introducing, like, body um not body awareness because you need to be aware of your body but um uh, body image I guess yeah. like I my heart breaks a little when I hear parents like counseling their kids to not eat too much you don't want to get fat do you and I'm like oh my gosh you're ruining it yes they you're have ruining such it. a natural instinct that is so pure right now and unadulterated yeah. an um they know when they're hungry. They eat when they're hungry. They yeah. stop when they're full. And mm-hmm. messing with that and polluting that, I'm just like, oh my gosh, that'll come later. Yes. Hopefully not. But more yeah. likely than not, it'll come later. Like Let them be pure and intuitive eaters as long as possible. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. So. And it's funny what we're born with and then somehow gets diluted and yes. diluted and diluted. So much so that we lose that natural instinct. Yes. I, I think I've told you before, I seriously... I don't even know what, like, being hungry it is, yeah. you know? Like, I feel like I just could go all day without eating or it's never intuitive. It's always, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to work on it. And that's part of, you know, the whole journey, right, is just working on it. So. Right,
0: right, right, exactly. And yeah. not beating yourself up, giving yourself right. grace. This is where I am right now, accepting yeah. that, not resisting, yeah. not telling yourself, I need to be, like, full body neutrality right now. Yeah. I need to <laughs> yeah. be, like, at a level 10 right now. Yeah. Accept where you are. And I think that applies to everything in life. Like, no matter where you are, you can yeah. hear my dog in the background, you guys. <laughs> Take a shot. <laughs> so... I think that applies, and that's something that I've really been focusing on, too, and Eckhart Tolle um, advocates this and so many other um, thought leaders, to accept where you are, and that's the first step of improving or evolving, moving forward, progressing. The first step is accepting where you are and not resisting it, not hating yourself into change. Not wishing that you were somewhere else, not bullying yourself into it, but just being like, okay, this is where I am. Let's say that even like if you're in a really uncomfortable situation and you're like, it's really cold right now. Mm-hmm. I wish I like wasn't here. So just accepting the cold and then just accepting it and then just being with it. And mm-hmm. that's, it sounds so simple, but it's so profound. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like a cross applicable to almost everything in life. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so many things. So, um, I also want to, um, talk about, well, just a couple more things to say when we're talking about body image. Um, you and I have talked about how important it is to kind of in the same vein as what I just said, like rock what you have. Right. Yeah. And I think that that speaks volumes so much more than what you actually look like. Like, if you see somebody who just owns where they are, and they have, like, that je ne sais quoi, you're like, damn.
1: Yeah. Seriously, it's all about how you carry yourself. And, I mean, there's only so much we can control, right? Like, there's only so much we can control of how we look like. We are, we have the face that we have, and there's not much that we can do about it. So why not just be confident in that and just rock it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So what are some other goals that you have? Because I know that you have some big goals and you and I have talked about teaming up for a couple of them and I'm so excited too. But what else do you see in your future that you really want to achieve?
1: Uh, so in 2020 I would really like to do a conference with yeah, the Women's yeah. Working Group. Yeah, so I am currently looking for a keynote speaker and trying to get the uh, conference organized and nailed it on a date. But I that is one of my big goals. I think it would be awesome for the area. And there are other women who have done it in the area, but I want to do it a little bit differently and then I combine body with mind and business yes. uh, and even if you're not a businesswoman it's it's going to be cool to go to but it's going to be personal development yes so i'm really excited about it because i think when things really start to click is when you use your body and your mind to uh learn and grow and create so yes yeah
0: <laughs>
1: take another <laughs> shot you guys so
0: yeah i think that's so important and i am so so, so behind that for sure. Um, and we had talked about, I don't even know, like, what brought up that we were both thinking of, like, doing, like, a retreat like that. I don't know. I think but, were just chatting. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Like, she, yeah. And you, what I admire about you too is you are such a go-getter and you get it done. Like, you have an idea and you follow through with it. Thanks. And you have, do the action that you talked about earlier Thanks. and you actually, like, follow through. Thanks. Um, and I'm so with you on, like, the integration of like body, mind, all of that—yeah, so important. They all play a role. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, what else? What else are you wanting to do?
1: Um, 2020. I guess I'd like to run a half marathon. Ooh. Or I
0: don't. You think
1: guys I... and she's a former rower. <laughs> she.
0: You went to London, right? Yeah. For rowing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: She's badass. Yeah. Tell us about that. This um, was in college. Yeah. So rowing was a huge part of my life Um, so I started rowing when I was about 11 and it's really big back east so I'm sure some of the listeners here uh, (laughs) don't know what rowing is but if you do a quick google search it's basically just a bunch of really tall people Uh, rowing on skinny boats and I am not one of those tall people so it was really (laughs) it was really hard for me to um, be recognized as a professional you know not professional but a division one athlete and I was able to do it and I went to a division one school for rowing and we were able to travel internationally Uh, we traveled across the country for it and it was it was a lot of fun, and it was also very hard to come out of it because I wasn't sure what my identity was after rowing. It was, like, such a huge part of my life, and then it was done. It was just over. So it was almost like a breakup, and it was really difficult to transition into life as, like, a non-athlete. Yeah. I tried so many things, too. I was really trying to find that that competitive uh, high yeah, I guess Yeah, yeah, so I tried Olympic lifting I tried CrossFit I ran a marathon awesome. I ran a couple half ma- like I ran a lot of marathons yeah 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 <laughs> um and I guess I never found that high but also I think it's just good to recognize when there are periods of your life that are just gonna end yes and you're just gonna be a new person you don't always have to be that identity. Exactly. Yeah. And
0: non-attachment and not tethering yourself to any certain identity. Yeah. I think that goes for athletes, for parents, knowing that you are a separate being beyond that, that transcends any role that you play, whether yeah. you're a boss, whether you're a parent, whether you're an athlete. Yeah. And knowing that you um this is like taking it a step further, but knowing that you have worth and value beyond that yeah and like you said like sometimes it's just a season of your life and you just honor it and then move on into yeah. the next season of your life yeah sometimes it carries over and carries over into other seasons but yeah that would be a trip I think
1: it's it's kind of funny because even with the seasons every single year I'm 30 years old so I haven't been rowing I graduated I think when I was 21 I want to say so I mean it's been nine years wow since since I rode. And it's just been, you know, it's funny because every season I'm like, okay, I really wanna hop on the rowing machine or I wanna start training again. And I mean there's nothing to train for, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> But me at, yeah, the American Falls Reservoir. Yeah, yeah. And no one even knows what rowing is, but it's like still ingrained in my yeah. yearly schedule that right now I should be erging you know, and yeah. Mondays are four by 10 minutes. And it's just, wow. it's hard to transition. Uh, but I kind of, I had to take a step back and look at the whole big picture. And I did gain a husband from rowing and I, you know, was able to go to a great school for rowing, like f- because of rowing. So yeah, I I miss it and I love it. But it was a period of my life that is over. <laughs> That's, and you kicked butt when you did it, so that's awesome. Yeah. Um, And I want to talk
0: about your marriage. You guys are such a good duo. Thank you. Such good partners. Like, there's such respect there that I can tell, and you guys show up for each other. Yeah. You support each other. Yeah. Has it always been like that? Like, do you have any insight into, um, not your secret, but the magic of a relationship you know like how it is how it is
1: uh I wouldn't say I know the secret <laughs> um uh I guess I'm I'm at Jake in a bar <laughs> when I was 21 and, and we just hit it off immediately and we've definitely been through rough patches and we just made it through. I don't know. I I everybody asked me that and I I literally just say I met him and it just felt right and he was kind and he was um he was supportive and
0: two big characteristics. Yeah. And, and when major. I met
1: him, I honestly I knew. The really? second I met him. Yeah, I the second I met him I knew and there were different aspects of our life pulling us in different directions so we we didn't get together immediately, but I always just knew that he was the one. And I, I guess there's no... I guess that's the magic of it. I guess you just know. Yeah. And uh, I guess the second thing is I didn't settle.
0: Oh, I think that's huge. And I
1: don't mean this against anybody sure. listening who, you know... Sure. You know. Everybody's
0: on their own path Everybody's and on their own path and yes. journey,
1: but I did not settle. Uh, yeah. And I kept... Fighting for him. so Good for you. Yeah, and eventually, I got him. (laughs) And you have a beautiful baby.
0: And I'm so happy for you. I just love watching couples who just have that respect for each other. And it's so clear. And they're a team. Yeah. And I think it's just as important for... I'm a feminist, sure. But I think it's just as important for the woman to show up as the man. Yeah. I don't think it's right to just demand that your man show you love and do all these things for you if you're not willing to do the same for him. I think it's a partnership with parenting, with the relationship, with all of it. I think that that's so important.
1: It is totally a partnership. And it's also balancing what I'm good at and what he's good at. So just to give an example, uh, this is kind of how we operate our marriage and our parenting. So. Camille is not a very good sleeper. (laughs) The biggest fear is a parent. Yeah, she is not a very good sleeper, but Jake is okay without sleep. So that's a superpower. Yeah, that's a superpower. (laughs) Like he can operate with a little bit less sleep. I absolutely, without a doubt, cannot operate without sleep. Like shut down. I am not a good person without sleep. So he like we recognize our each of our weaknesses and each of our strengths. And we kind of we we capitalize on that and we make sure that we're helping each other out based on our weaknesses and strengths. Yes. So it's not, you know, just, well, I got four hours of sleep or I got four. It's never a competition. Uh, It's always just. Yeah. And I think when you're being, you know, thrown into parenting and it really is you are just thrown into it uh it's it's easy to get up get caught up in that well I'm more tired than you yeah, 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 and yeah. I did more than you and it's never like that and even if I've thought that a couple times just I don't say it out loud you know yeah. I have to recognize that we're both doing as much as we can yes. at the moment and I think it's important just to recognize that everybody you know, whether it's your husband, your friend, or the person driving in front of you that just slammed on the brakes is doing the best that oh they can gosh. in that moment.
0: For sure. Yeah. For sure. And I think that really goes a long way for your own peace of mind and for others Yeah, to just recognize that we've heard this before. You never know what truly is going on in someone's life at any given time. Yeah. Um, maybe they're lashing out on you. Maybe they're just really pissy at customer service. Mm-hmm. Like you, you never truly know what... Hardships and challenges they're dealing with and facing, how much sleep they got or didn't get, yeah, and just knowing that you're just doing the best you can. Like there are, are times when I've got zero to little sleep or little to zero sleep, and I've just like you, like I do not do well on that <laughs> sleep. <laughs> Total catastrophe. And so yeah, I mean I just am so grateful for those moments when people have shown me grace. Like I'm so sorry that I'm yeah beastly right now thank you
1: I can't help it (laughs) because I got three (laughs) and a half hours of sleep yes no yeah yeah for sure so I have
0: if you're game some questions to ask you okay Um, and they're just like basic questions it's kind of like a rapid fire Um, okay so just speak what comes to your mind first thing what makes you feel empowered Working out. Nothing like that physical rush. Yeah. We just feel so powerful and strong. Yeah. And you can lift a lot. I know this about you.
1: Yeah. Um,. I guess that's, like, my superpower (laughs) that I was born with. Yeah. Uh, Lifting. I always say, you know, if I could make money off of lifting, that would be really nice. But, (laughs) uh, yeah, lifting is is, uh, something that I'm decent at. And Olympic lifting actually requires quite a bit of skill. So I haven't done it in a a few years. I haven't been doing it, like, to compete. Uh, But Olympic lifting is... One of the hardest things I've ever done, I think, I physically. believe it. Yeah. yeah. And CrossFit plays in a little bit with Olympic lifting, but I was doing Olympic lifting uh, in Philly to compete, and it is very difficult. Wow. Yes.
0: So how long did you do it?
1: I did it for about a year.
0: Good for you.
1: Yeah. It's a lot, though, and it's almost... Wow. Uh, um, I guess you could say like a gymnast would be very good at Olympic lifting. Oh, sure. So, wow. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not a gymnast. So, oh,
0: so much strength. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. That's, I have a lot of respect. I bow down to you. What is something from your childhood that has shaped you into the person you are today?
1: Oh boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, um, uh, I guess where could I go with that one there's a lot <laughs> from my childhood uh so I guess when I was little I was always uh being introduced to new people and my mom was an entrepreneur so she was always she gave me cars and she told me to go out and you know like I touched on that earlier go out and sell her business. And I think that is something that really shaped who I am now. And it's interesting because my mom and I are the same personality type as well. So I got a lot of my inspiration from my mom. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So speaking of parents, what was the best thing about
1: how your parents raised you? Uh, can I curse on here? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> they are no bullshit people. <laughs> Already beat you to the punch like 10 times. Yeah. So. Yeah. My sister. <laughs> yeah. Uh they are no bullshit people. So they were super I guess they were super strict with me. And uh it really I think it definitely helped shape me into being somebody who's disciplined. Uh At times, I feel that they might have been a little too stressed. Like, I was not allowed to have sleepovers, but it's fine, Mom. It's okay. Um, But, yeah, I'd say that's something that that definitely shaped me.
0: So, do you have a favorite quote that you think of often that comes to mind when you're going through a challenging time?
1: Uh, Yeah, I have a few uh I guess the the first I guess with business and uh some of my dreams and passions my my number one quote would be be so good they can't ignore you yes so that's a really good one and with personal stuff and personal life I uh my quote i guess is 95 percent of things you worry about turn out to be okay yeah because it truly i mean it's true and those five percent it's probably not worth worrying about until it's actually happening yes so yes i guess that would be something that i benefit from when things get stressful and uh things get difficult
0: yes and this might be hard to think of on the spot but what is something that you have done that you will never do again
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> um i will never ever do again let's think about that one can we come back to that yes, one yes okay. yes do you have what's a trigger for you a trigger man you are I know. i know um a trigger like in personal life yeah or, okay yeah. um I guess a trigger would be um this is super specific but when doctors over prescribe uh painkillers
0: yes pain killers,
1: yes, yes. A big trigger for me
0: I'm so glad that you said that because yeah. I feel like here's a public service announcement and yeah. I'm so glad that you had tuned me into this too I mean we know that Opioids and um, pills are becoming increasingly problematic yep. and addiction is on the rise. It's skyrocketing. Yeah. It's an epidemic. It's awful. And I didn't, I guess, realize the, I did realize the gravity of the situation, but not from this angle. So you just had your baby. Yeah. Um, last May. And you had mentioned that they prescribed you those heavy pills. Mm-hmm. And they kind of just like tried to like really shove them at you, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, I so I was in labor for about twenty four hours, what? <laughs> and I really tried to go uh, drug free for a while. And shout out to my doula Megan oh, for yeah. for supporting me through that, and of course my husband because I had my husband and my doula. Uh, and it ended in a c-section so i was dead tired oh, after everything because i had pushed and <laughs> she had come through but she didn't couldn't get out so we had to do a c-section um and after four days i felt pretty good so with a c-section you have to kind of move around in order to get the blood flowing to um the incision so i i felt pretty good but they still sent me home with some pretty heavy um, painkillers. So it was hydrocodone or codone. I don't really. One of those. Yeah. One of those heavy hitters hitters (laughs) that, you know, uh, you develop a habit after seven days. So they're, and I'm not going to lie. They feel good to take them. The pain went away. I felt awesome. I was happy. Um, because who likes pain? Right, right. So it's a hard, um, it's a hard topic because being in pain really sucks. It does. But also being addicted to painkillers is really sucky. And so,
0: you never, I think you don't truly know your susceptibility either until you start taking them because you have people who you feel and they feel about themselves are solid. Yeah. And they're like, I'm not vulnerable yeah. to addiction. I'm yeah. good. And they take them and game over. Right. And it's tragic. And I think it's, Exponentially more dangerous mm-hmm. postpartum because yeah because your hormones are out of whack, yeah, and you're just not yourself. And postpartum depression, in and of itself, is yeah. a huge risk, and that can be dangerous for yeah. yourself, for baby, for everybody. Mm-hmm. So there's that, and then to add some heavy painkillers on top of that, it's a perfect storm. That is just asking for it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They and sent me I think it gets people like who've 30, taken 12. them home. Yeah. But
1: it's just so scary. Yeah, no, and it's it's not anything against anybody who's no, taken the home. No, no, no. Home. And you have to really... I feel you have to really know yourself. Yes. And uh, you have to have a support system. Yes. Uh, you know, Jake Jake was very good about being like, okay, how many have you taken today in the hospital? Once I was out of the hospital, I wasn't taking them anymore. But they still sent me home with them. So, oh, yeah. yeah. It was uh, quite a quite an experience because I've experienced it uh through family members and that kind of thing um but not personally so oh yeah well I
0: think you're absolutely right is just yeah like you said and I I just have always been hyper aware of not complications from um delivery but just being aware that you are in such a vulnerable state and you don't necessarily know how you're going to respond in that postpartum state because yeah. everything's, like we said, out of, out of whack. And so just yeah. knowing that, knowing that going in and whatever you decide, like having a husband like Jake, mm-hmm. like watching out for you and making sure that all is well. And yeah. oh, that's so scary. It's just yeah. so scary.
1: Yeah. It's I mean, <clears throat> uh, giving birth was. I'd like to think I have a pretty high pain tolerance. I'm sure you do. Nothing I've ever experienced. Oh my gosh. So, um, yeah, I mean, and then while that's happening, while you're trying to heal from a C section or a tear or whatever happened during your birth, you're sent home with a newborn. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, I had hardly even changed a diaper before Camille came home. So it was quite a shock. but I'm glad that I had the support system to, to help me through it.
0: Yes, definitely. Definitely. I'm so glad that you did too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we'll just do a few more questions um, and still be thinking of what you would do, that, what you've done that you would never do again. Oh, my goodness. And we could do like a post note. Okay. By the way, she thought of her answer. <laughs> um if we were all forced to wear a warning label what would yours
1: say um warning label uh caution highly emotional (laughs) i I feel you sister for sure yeah for sure i'm definitely very sensitive and emotional and i recognize that yeah it's okay to say if i recognize it right totally totally i'm with you i'll
0: back you up on that i feel the same way what past decision has most shaped your
1: current life um, Past decision that has most shaped my current life. I guess it would be dating Jake. He is like my number one person. He's my best friend. And I guess that would be it.
0: That's a good one. Yeah. That's your life partner. Yeah. Right? He's my that everything. That sets the tone for the yeah. rest of your life. Yeah. That makes a big difference. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. On... Okay. Ooh, so many questions. So many questions I want to ask you. What are you most proud of yourself for?
1: Most proud? Of, oh, I guess it's uh, moving to Idaho without any friends or family out here and having a baby out here. And, That's a big deal. And starting my own business and starting the networking group. I guess there are a few things that I'm proud of myself for. Oh my
0: gosh. But you mo- have
1: like a whole long list. <laughs> but mostly just moving to Idaho without any friends or family uh with my fiancé at the time, planning a wedding here. It's been, I mean, it's definitely been difficult, but we got through it and we're getting through it. And it's it's been awesome. Oh, that's so cool. Well,
0: well I'm glad that you came here. Thank you. <laughs> Selfishly, I'm so happy. So do you, being a creative, do you have any
1: hobbies that induce a creative flow? Listening to music. Oh, yes. So yes, I guess my... My favorite artist is Florence and the Machine. Oh yes, so she is incredible, and uh, I get I pull my my creative imagery through her lyrics. So I'm gonna do a few shoots through her lyrics, and I'm really excited about it. Oh my gosh,
0: that is so cool! Yeah. <gasps> oh, I cannot wait to see. Okay, so do you so for me walking is my meditation oh, okay and so there are different ways to meditate you know Mhm. and that's definitely how i connect with myself and that's when i really get in the flow Mhm. what's it for you is it listening to music is it because i like walking, and listening to music and that is just my nirvana i am really so blessed out yes yeah, that's awesome. ideas come i just feel better for sure um and i listen like i talk to a I'm a hippie, you guys. I've said this a million <laughs> times before. Um, and like I've noticed that about myself, and then she um acknowledged that during like our session. Well, she's a medium, and she's like always too. Yeah, and she's like, your meditation is walking, and like we talked about that, and so I've recognized that in myself. I know that everybody connects differently with the meditative practice. Not yeah. everybody's a meditator, but um whether you sit down specifically to meditate um that's not necessarily the only way to do it i guess is what i'm saying in yeah. the roundabout way so what is that for you
1: i guess i come up with my best ideas in the shower oh yeah. yeah so uh i think a lot in the shower and i come up with really good ideas in there i guess really good at night <laughs> <laughs> no they are really good really at good. this time, I'm i here don't to know say. Yeah, they um are. so i guess i come up with my ideas and my um my projects and my goals when I'm in the shower, oh, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about water that just yes. is so soothing. And when I I really tried to go natural with giving birth, and I learned a lot about the um, benefits of water birth. And water is actually a natural painkiller. Ooh, yeah. So it's it, a fun fact. Yeah, it's very interesting what it does to the body. So it actually relieves pain. Uh, just in itself, just water, just relieves pain. It triggers uh, something in our nervous system. Oh, that's so cool. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll have to follow up on that because yeah. it's very interesting. And that's why water births uh, are – that's why so many women want to go the water birth route. Yeah. And so I was able to get in the bath for I think about 15 minutes. I think my nurse let me stretch it out a little bit. But it was like all of the pressure and the pain from contractions – were just alleviated wow. they were lessened probably by like 40 percent how just getting in the bath yeah so I find I'm a water girl I'm a water baby I yes. grew up by the beach yes yes so I feel most at peace uh when I'm in water when I'm underwater yeah. and so I think that's that's probably when I'm most zen is yes. when I'm showering or in the bath so, or I I swimming
0: yeah I love the sound of water yeah it's so soothing. Yeah. Okay, take another shot, you guys. Just my dog <laughs> um, And, like, I know my sister, when she was pregnant, she, especially towards the end, she would swim constantly, like, we would constantly go swimming. And mm-hmm. she said it was just so alleviating yeah. because, and soothing because you just are carrying so much weight. Yeah. And it just, I'll have just to like send awesome you the article on it because it's, yeah, I'd it's, I'd it's very
1: interesting how our bodies respond to water. Yeah. Uh, and you know, women report having less pain when they're uh, having contractions in water and that kind of thing. So it's definitely very cool. Yeah. Uh, And ever since I learned that, I've been, like, more in tune to how my body feels in water as well. And I swam a lot, too, when I was pregnant. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's definitely... Uh, it's definitely where I'm happiest. Just ask my husband because oh, I keep awesome. asking him for a jacuzzi that I don't have oh, yet. Oh, <laughs> that
0: sounds divine.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love water too because it's such a life
0: giving and sustaining source yeah. and it's so powerful. Yeah. So powerful. Yeah.
1: Big time. Oh,
0: yeah. Wow. Okay. So, any answer yet on the. What would you I don't never do again? I
1: guess I would never. So, I have a giant tattoo a giant tattoo and I, I i also love tattoos and i uh i have a giant tattoo and i don't think i'll ever get one again not a giant tattoo i'll get small tattoos oh, okay but i will never get a giant tattoo again
0: so did you how old were you when you got it
1: it was like two years ago <laughs> It was not. That long I was ago. not expecting that. Yeah, be like, it was really 18. no. It was not. It's like a huge long story. So, my best friend from home came to visit Idaho, and we want we wanted to get matching tattoos, and it was this upside down triangles, and there were two, and it was supposed yeah. to represent us as rowers, and then there was it's a water symbol, so there's like water going through it back to water, and. uh We wanted to get this matching tattoo so I got it on the back of my arm, she got it on her leg and we went to the same tattoo place but they said that it was such a simple design that the artist could definitely nail it and we would have the same tattoo. Well that wasn't the case. <gasps> no <laughs> Yes. And oh, I ended no. up with all of these really strange graffiti things. <gasps> <laughs> Are you watching this as he's doing like WTS? It's on the back of my arm, so oh, I shit. can't see anything oh, until it's done. What's your friend thinking? Like Hers, her expression? She like, was like on the other side so oh, she couldn't see. Dang. And uh So I see hers, and I'm like, wow, it's amazing. And I turn around and I look at my arm and it's huge. (laughs) And there's like these weird like graffiti splatters all around. And it was not at all what I asked for. I would be outraged. I was in shock. I think I was in shock for like 24 hours. Sure. Yes, I get that. I get that. And then you
0: process it and then you're like, okay, now I'm for the WTF point.
1: Yeah. yeah. And the next day I was just hysterical. I was like, I can't believe this is on my body for the rest of my life. I can't believe I did this to myself. And, you know, you sign the paper that says you know you give consent yeah, yeah there's nothing really i can do so i went i got it covered which made it even bigger right <laughs> so now i have a giant tattoo and i love giant tattoos and yes. other people i love giant tattoos on and women oh yes i love sleeves? sleeves oh man i love them but something about me having a giant tattoo doesn't feel like me I like small I can understand like um accent tattoos yes and yeah I
0: like that term yeah yeah
1: yeah. and my giant tattoo is a (laughs) huge mountain scene and it's just I mean I like it on someone else just not me yeah so But not cool of that tattoo artist to improv. Yeah. Like, you know what would look really cool? Oh yeah. She love this. Could you imagine someone just <laughs> using your skin as a canvas? Because that's what happened to me. <laughs> that oh, is what happened. Oh my to gosh. Me. Just their own free canvas. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow, not yeah. cool. But I'm sure I, it looks I haven't seen it. I'm sure it looks great, and especially with the cover up. I'm sure it's fantastic. Well, Erin. I would
1: be so Aaron at Madding did a great job on the cover oh he did a couple of mine yeah yeah I yeah I have a couple um so he uh he did a great cover and he did a great job Aaron Guzman right yeah Yeah. I just I still am not I'll probably end up getting it removed I went through one round of removal already did you really yeah was that painful oh it was I would say it's uh more painful than a you know, contraction. Stop it. For sure. Oh. It was far more painful than the actual tattoo. Like 20 times more painful than the actual tattoo. Oh, that's terrifying. It was horrible. And wow. not to be TMI, but when you get your tattoo removed, it's uh, your skin is literally being burned oh yeah yeah, it's being yeah. lasered yeah so you can it's just traumatic so you can you smell, smell it Ugh. yeah you can smell your skin this burning whole sensory <laughs>
0: experience you feel it
1: yeah you can feel it i screwed up because i didn't ice it on the way but apparently if you ice it on the way oh. there and completely numb it it's not too bad oh my gosh yeah so i guess my one thing that i'll never do again is get a giant tattoo <sighs> oh
0: there, I've always been such a big fan of, like we just said, sleeves and, and men, women. Oh my, I've, man with a sleeve tattoo. Game <laughs> over. Where are we getting married? Let's do this right now. Let's make it official. I just completely yeah. lose my mind. And <laughs> and even like, I love them on women. And I feel like especially like, they are like certain, certain women, it looks so fierce on them. Yeah. And so like... I'd kind of always wanted one, but I don't think I would ever pull the trigger Mm -hmm. and have a friend who's like been trying to talk me into it for so long. And I'm like, I just, I love what they look like, but I don't feel like it would be me. Yeah. And I just, I don't know about that. That's a big commitment.
1: It's something that's very appearance altering. Exactly. And exactly. It completely changes what you look like, what kind of vibe you get, give off as well. And I love that vibe on other people. Same. I just, I'm not sure I love it on me. Same, exactly. Yeah. And I feel like I, like, style wise,
0: am too much of a chameleon. Like, one moment I want to be, like, exactly. super flirty and feminine. And the next minute I want to be fierce and yes. rock and roller. And the next minute I want to be this and the next minute that. Yeah. And I feel like that's so limiting. Yeah. And I feel like that. Love oh, you're stuck a with box. it forever. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, but I don't want to. I want to be, like, feminine and flirty today. Yeah. Yes. Don't want to be
1: yes. This fierce badass with a sleeve tattoo yeah no <laughs> yeah I got it and I think, it. like and I think it's up. it's so cool of people who do get tattoos and they're like this is who I am and I I just I don't think I can commit to that yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. a different person every week I feel yes. like. I like I know totally. different styles every week Yes. um so I, I think it's every really, day God, yeah God. every day so <laughs> I, I think, think it's well. I think it's cool to uh, to know exactly what your style is, yes, and who you are, yes. and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and that's, and I think that's one of the beautiful things about life and people. I mean, you have people like Jennifer Aniston comes to mind, where she has like such a classic style, and it's pretty. It's been pretty consistent. You yeah, know? like she's kept her style and. Jen from 20 years ago looks the same as Jen yeah. today I mean not only like face wise because she's an alien I think yeah also, <laughs> just her style and there are people who pick their style and that's their style for life yeah and not, I'm not just talking about like the two-tiered bangs like the yeah. people who like carry that through the years yeah but, I mean just like that's just like their signature style that's her, yeah. like classic style I respect that. I think it's beautiful. I think it's great. That's so not me. No.
1: Like it's not I me at am all. always
0: changing. Yeah. And always evolving and changing it up. Yeah. And so I I just could never just lock into like one certain vibe.
1: No. Could, there's no way no. I could do it. No. It's uh and I wonder what that says about us. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot to unpack yeah. there that we
0: could really dive into for sure.
1: Like, why can't I just pick one style? I guess my one. I guess what I pretty much stick to is like boho. Yeah. But then yeah, the rest yeah. of the time, I'm wearing like sweatpants. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, sweatpants are always yeah. in there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, even like bags. I was like, oh man,
0: this is like a big commitment. I don't know, man. Yeah.
1: Even, even and even now, I'm like, but. I want, like, a completely different hairstyle. and yes. Yeah, it's just... Oh, I changed my hair color. Yeah. Three times a year. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, I think there is so much to dig
0: into there, like you said, like, psychologically. Because yeah. I think it's multifaceted and there are different contributing factors. Yeah. So much to talk about there. Okay, wow. Time has flown. Yeah. So I will ask you... That was a good answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> Two more questions. So... For me, I feel like I'm really shifting my paradigm and revisiting truths and things that I thought for sure and really recalibrating. So for me, I don't really know anything for sure as Mm -hmm. of now. Is there anything that you know for sure?
1: Uh, For sure. Anything at all? Yeah. I guess. I know for sure that I am the best mom for Camille. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. That's something that... Because when you're thrown... And I know I keep touching back on this. But when you're thrown into parenthood, it is such an adjustment. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, something that I kept seeing was, You are the best mom for that baby. Oh. And it's from uh, Taking Care of Babies. Which, oh, that's uh, so powerful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and comforting, right? Yeah, she offers a great sleep course and uh, just a really great social media presence. So I learned a lot from Kara on taking oh. care of babies. So her shout thing is Kara. I know shout out Kara if you're listening yeah oh definitely she's definitely listening. <laughs> and um she kept saying you are the best mom for that baby because I kept thinking oh someone else could do this better or you know at moments when it got really hard it was oh I can't do this you know I'm not capable of it so it was uh, a. <laughs> I I love that oh I love that yeah
0: Oh, oh my gosh, that's, okay, that's a good note to end on, but I do have one more question that I have to ask every guest because okay. it's tradition, okay. so what is your legacy?
1: Oh, jeez, you are killing me with these questions. <laughs> um, my legacy would be to build something um, that could be passed on for generations to come. Oh. So whether that be a business or even just having... Great Christmases <laughs> or, yes, you know, yes. great holidays. It would just be something uh, to pass on to my kids and her kids and yeah that kind of thing. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. Thank you this for having me. It was a blast. And yeah. I'm so
0: happy that you came and partied. So where can people find you on social?
1: Uh, so on social media, it's Bree Sloan Photography and then on Instagram and as well as the women's networking group. And if you're interested in joining the women's networking group, all are welcome, right? Yeah, it's it's literally anyone, so you don't have to be a businesswoman. I know with the word networking, it's often tied to being a businesswoman, but that's not what the group is about. It's truly about making connections and... Uh, talking with other women and it doesn't mean that you have to be a businesswoman so
0: and the thing I, well one of the many things that I really like about it too is you are so creative with your outings and what you do with it so you guys went to an after hours zoo experience right yeah it was just really really so fun. rad so yeah Bria's is always thinking out of the box and thinking of ways to make it fun and valuable and engaging and I just think it's so rad yeah. So snaps for you for doing that. So thank you. Women's networking group, I'll include everything in the show notes so you know where to find her. Um, thank you, Brie. I love you. Thank, thank, thank you, you so much for coming thank on. Thank you. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review.